Blog Talk Radio.
Yes, indeed, baby. You are now tuned in to DJ Shine on the H-I-L-L Top Radio Show. What that is? Hilltop mother. Shut your mouth. What? I was only talking about the baddest radio station on the land, you heard me? Oh. Well, what that is? Hilltop. Hilltop. Hilltop Radio. Hilltop Radio. Hilltop Radio. Monday night, you guys already know what it is. It's DJ Sean and the Dysfunctional Family right here on the Hilltop Radio Show. All right, let me get these Looney Tunes on here, y'all. Hold on a minute. I got to do one at, I got to let one at a time out the cage. All right, we're going to, I got my gun and my nightstick on the side. All right, be lethal. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> what a happened, man. <laughs> Mr. No Weapon, welcome to the show. What's going on? What's going on? All right. Miss Peggy, welcome to the show. She got a box of chocolates. Go ahead, Miss Peggy. Oh, yes, I like the chocolate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mr. Al Davis, big brother Al, welcome to the show. What's happening to me, my brother and everybody? I'm out the cage. All right. I I I need five of you to get behind me on this one. She's a she's a slasher. She'll bite you, Queen B, and she'll sting your ass. Queen B, welcome to the show. <laughs> What's up? Welcome back, hey, Mr. Poo. Glad to glad to have you back with us here on the Hilltop Radio Show. You've been gone. It's been a long time. Now nah, I'm just playing with you. And this one right <laughs> here, you guys, uh, I'm gonna need um, somebody's gonna have to call in the National Guards with this one. She is wild as hell. And um, she don't take no stuff. She doesn't take no stuff. And uh, Miss Queen B, I mean Miss uh, Sheba, baby, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and salutations, everyone. <laughs> and uh, y'all, uh, the same people. This is her sister. We're gonna need backup. This is uh, Miss AJ. <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> 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 Glad to have you back with us here tonight And this one right here All you kids hide your Happy Meals Your buffet tables and everything Because he'll come and get it DJ GQ, welcome to the show <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> okay <laughs> And this one, this one, last but not least all you uh, toy stores hide all your mankini uh, wear, the dildos and everything else. <laughs> DJ Groove, welcome to the show. What up? What up, everybody? What up? Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Hilltop Radio Show. It's DJ Sean and the Dysfunctional Family right here live. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, everybody that's tuned in, and everybody that's getting ready to get tuned in. 
again, uh, we got tonight uh, got a lot of feedback that's coming from uh, GQ. Um, we got a we got a hip hop pioneer that's gonna stop in with us, and we're gonna be you know gonna talk about the old school hip hop, how it's missed, you know, and he's gonna you know talk about a little bit about today's you know hip hop compared to yesteryear hip hop, and he also gonna talk about you know the group that he's affiliated with. You guys, we heard before Divine Sounds, the hit song that they had, "What People Do for Money." We're gonna be talking about that, and I'm gonna be calling him here in a minute. Um, also, I just want to let you guys know I talked to Robin today. Robin is getting better. You know, <clears throat> her throat is getting a lot stronger than what it was, and she'll be back with us in hopefully another two weeks. She'll be back with us another two weeks. <clears throat> Don't forget you guys are our big sister, um, Queen B. Um, don't forget you know, everybody that you know that wants to help, make sure you send Al that cash app so we can get uh flowers over there on behalf of the Hilltop Radio Show and the dysfunctional family uh for uh Queen B's um mother's going going away home. No, going home service uh Saturday. And before the night's out, uh Queen B will get you to announce all that you know, here on the show tonight, if you don't mind, uh, we appreciate okay. it. We love you, and we're here for you. Thank you. Thank you all. I love y'all, and I appreciate y'all. Everybody that checked in on me gave me some encouraging words. Um, but I have to say, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I am. My, my flesh may hurt, but my spirit, man, man. She is she's well off more than what we are. We trying to get to where she yeah. is. To where oh, she yeah. is. So yeah, absolutely. I'm in a good place. I'm at peace with it. I really am. I, I don't have to watch her suffering anymore. So good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. good. Thank y'all. Also keep uh Candace y'all's prayers as well. Um for God's son. I was found unconscious on uh, Thursday, Thursday evening, and uh, he's in a coma um, at this time. So keep her, keep her in her prayers. And uh, Benita, uh, Benita will be back with us soon too. She's still going through. She lost her mom um, back in October. So you guys uh, keep her in prayers. And also, uh, GQ, how is your mother doing with this COVID? GQ, he must be stealing them kids' Happy Meals and shit. I talked to her today. She's doing fine. She's doing well. Uh, she got a sprint back. Um, and I thank everybody for praying for her. I appreciate it a whole lot. All right. All right, y'all. This is the Hilltop Radio Show. Let's get into another old school classic right here on the Hilltop Radio Show. And then we'll be back with my man, Doc P, right here on the Hilltop Radio Show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We're getting ready to get into it. How about some Run DMC? It's like that. And that's the way it is.
know what, you guys? I just now forgot. I'm sorry. Also, keep Al in y'all's prayers too. Al, how how's your wife? How's your wife doing today, my brother? I'm sorry, I forgot about you. I forgot about AJ, and I forgot about Peggy. I apologize, you guys. I got a lot of on my mind as well. Go ahead, Al. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's doing better uh, today, and but I had another thing. My grandson, he got he got COVID. He's doing wow. he's doing better, but he was like extremely sick. It was like scary. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll keep your family in prayers. Right. Yes. Um, AJ, how's your family doing with the de- with your the death in your family as well? Um, we're prayers are with you as well, sister. Where little Miss Muffet at? Mm-hmm. AJ, I called her Little Miss Muffet. Oh. She's sitting on a puppet. Yeah. No, she must want to wish yet. Okay. I'm here. Okay. I'm just being quiet, but I'm here. Okay, so you're not you're not talking with us tonight? I was asking how your family doing with the death in your family. Oh, I ain't hear you. Oh, they're fine. Okay. He, he, he's doing good. He, he's coping. Okay. I appreciate okay. you checking on him. He's good. Okay. He went uh, back to work today. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Miss Peggy, how's your family doing coping with your brother? Uh, DJ Sean, thank you so much for asking, for uplifting me every day. Al, DJ DQ, everybody, the whole family, uh, all of my sisters on here, I love y'all. Our family's doing well, sir. I had to speak today for my brother. I was his brother. I was his keeper many times. So thank you for asking, DJ Sean. Um, it means the world to me. Y'all, y'all family do. And uh, it was beautiful, and I'm okay with it. He is at peace. He was on a cruise ship, and he's reunited with his wife. So we are okay. good, sir. Um, it's not it's not the end. It's just to see you again. Thank you, sir, right. for asking so much. I love y'all. All right. Love you too, Peggy. Love you too, Peggy. I love you back. I love yeah, y'all back with my whole heart. I love y'all. Okay. Uplifting every day. Peace. This is Doc. Doc hey, in the house. Yep. Welcome to the Hilltop Radio Show, man. Was it's an honor to have hey. you back in the house, man. How's it going, man? Hey, man. It's going, brother. You know, just <laughs> you know, maintaining. You know, ma- maintaining the business. You know, you know our. Our platform, our podcasting platform, and our our internet uh, radio station, and all of that up north, up here. You know, I'm doing that, and also, you know, always doing music and production. Just, uh, you know, live, trying to live my best life, brother. Hey man, I know it's cold as hell up there, brother, but uh, you can have all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had like two feet of snow, you know. Um, the other week, it's uh, yeah, it can get crazy, 
You know, it, we, we, we like to think that it adds character to you, brother. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, Doc P, man, tell us a little bit about Doc P, man, and, and how you got started in the business way back, man. I ain't going to tell you age, man, but, you know, way back in the day, way, way back in the day. Now it's playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, back in the, the Stone Age. Well, um, yeah, I, in the late late 70s, about 1978, I was uh, – I was a uh, a, 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 a tween, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, around twelve, thirteen, and um, it it was around that time in nineteen seventy eight. I think you know, because I I grew up uh, a little bit north of the Bronx in Westchester County, right, and um, you know, we were starting to hear, um, you know, these tapes. These tapes uh, that were were coming, being circulated around, you know, these muffled tapes of, uh, of mm-hmm. you know, of hip hop, you know, just DJs cutting with with you know, people on the mic, and um, you know, it, it was something that me and my friends heard, and we automatically just you know wanted to be a part of this thing, you know, and at the same time, you know, the exposure you start to see, like uh, you know start to see people b-boying you know he's at i was i never forget i was 12 years old, i was at like a, a cookout a backyard cookout and some guy came up you know with the with the you know the soda increases in the leaves you know what i'm saying and the mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the you know the kango and we use break dancing you know what i'm saying and spinning on his back we was like wow <laughs> you know and that you know that, that's when the hip-hop bug will bite you you know and then you want to do all of those things, you know, you want to break dance, you want to DJ, you want to MC, you know, you want to write graffiti. It, it's, you know, the the whole culture. It's just, it, you know, it was it was a really, um, it was a special time, you know, because after that, then in the neighborhoods, everywhere you went, everybody had a crew. Everybody had a crew that, and, and, you know, so if you was the rap, you know, you go to the other crew and they would have one, you know, and you could battle and, and everybody did parties that, you know, it was really a, a culture, a cultural thing. And it was an activity, you know, for all of us. I mean, you know, and, and as young teenagers, you know, we didn't have um, Xbox and, and, and all of these things that, that these uh, young teenagers like occupy themselves with. You know, it was it was hip hop. It was hip hop, and it was <laughs> DJing and MCing and all of that. And and we felt it was just our our little secret, our little thing. You know, who would have known <laughs> what it would grow and become to? You know. So, so but um. Before, but yeah, my. Before, I'm sorry, brother. Uh, mm-hmm. Before I turn it over to the to the ladies, man, I wanted to say this real quick. Yeah. This is a Hilltop Radio Show, and I. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We got the one and only, the icon, pioneer Doc P is in the house. Uh, Doc, at this time, man, I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. I just want to turn yep. the show over to the to the lovely ladies that we have on here, man. Um, we got uh, hello, ladies. Peggy. We got uh, Sheba, baby. Uh, we got Queen B. And Hi. I'm missing somebody. Who else I'm missing? Uh, oh, AJ and Miss Miss Jackson. Uh, I'm gonna turn. Nice. I'm gonna turn over. I'm gonna give these ladies and start to ask some questions about, uh, you know, back in the day, you know, about you back in the day, man. And then we'll we'll get back into it. So go ahead, ladies, take it away. Absolutely. 
Hi. Hello. Between me, me, you know everybody's waiting for you to set it off. So you know, I don't know even know why. Of course. You try to wait on the other three to say something. You might as well go ahead and set it off. Might as well set it all off. Uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of curious as to how old you are, but you don't have to tell me that. Um, just by the way you speak, I can tell you, you really from the old school hip hop and, um, and rap game. Um, absolutely. Um, but y'all hear that? I'm sorry. Yes, okay. Probably, maybe it was just me. DJ GQ eating some French fries, but go ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, for as long as you've been in the, in the, um, industry, um, the hip hop and, and rap from back then, to, as opposed to how it is now, how has it changed for you as an individual? Well, um, it it has come to it's two things about it. It's like from being witnessing um, this culture. Um, from uh, a lot of its beginnings, I mean, um, whatever and whichever is the actual starting point of hip hop, if the if anybody can actually put their finger on that, I mean, you know, there there are theories, you know, um, but you know, there's attributes of hip hop that have always been around, you know, and when you mm-hmm. when you really break it down, when you really break it down, you know, hip hop is you know, in philosophy, just, uh, you know, the ability to um, to make something out of very little, you know, and to being able to utilize, you know, whatever resources that you have available to you to do what you need to do. You know, it's just like G.I. Joe, you know, or, <laughs> you, know, you know, somebody that's out there. But, um, you know, what I've seen is that hip-hop has um, – it has lost its um, – it has turned more into an entertainment thing um, rather than, like, a real culture that people really participate in. You know, when when I was younger, it was like in my world and in my circles, we all participated in this thing. We didn't just go to the, go to the parties or the jams to witness it. It's like we all – we dressed it. We we danced it, we we spoke it, we walked it, we talked it, you know, and it, it was it was all encompassing, you know. Um, whereas now, it's it's more just like just a form of entertainment or just a a a, a fashion or you know, and some people say a, a little bit of an attitude, but it's not. People aren't involved in this thing like like how it was, you know, back in the day. So that's that's what, the difference that I've seen. But in the same right, I, you know, I've really been um, excited and happy to see it grow to becoming, you know, what it is. I mean, we have hip-hop people that are billionaires, you know, and mm-hmm. and really, really influencing world culture, you know, on a larger scale. So, so that's an exciting thing, you know, um, you know, um, so, you know, but with the good, of course, there's the bad, because then you have the mm-hmm. tragic stuff happening with a lot of the, the young brothers that's coming up that, um, you know, like, automatically put, like, a, a target on their back, 
and everybody's trying to kill him. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, and I mean, and that's, that's pitiful. That's shameful. But I mean, I would never say that hip hop only came out of such a completely happy place. I mean, in those early jams back in the day, I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you can, you can get stuck up, you know, but I mean, it wasn't all about, you know, yeah, it was, but it wasn't all about violence. You see what I'm saying? Right. But I mean, but hey, but you, but you was, you was, oh, you, that element has always been in hip hop, but I mean, hey, the, violence has been a part of hip hop, so has love, you know, and, and, and that's the beautiful thing about hip hop. Hip hop is like water. It could, it could shape in, in whatever it is that you put it in or what you make of it. Cause you can have a hip hop record hey. that's blues or classical or country or, or rock or, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's the all-encompassing of, you know, it's like the all that there is. That's how you know it really does come from God, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, mm-hmm. when, when, when I really, um, you know, express myself on how I feel about it, it's, you know, hey, this is, it's, it's, this is a bigger thing, you know? Right. You just addressed something that I was going to ask. Um, again, uh, when you were talking about the difference between then and now, then it became more of a, you know, your culture it became more of a lifestyle. Now it's it's more beefing than just about anything right. uh, with the millennials and all of that. So, so you just really spoke on what the next question I had to ask. And elements as far as water, um, water is the strongest element there is. If you really think about mm-hmm. it, it can take the shape of anything. It over time it can corrode rocks. It put out fire. Yep. It it, if the wind is blowing and dust is flying, it'll make, it'll make it into mud and all that. I can remember hearing a document from um, a documentary from um, Bruce Lee. He said, "If you choose to be anything in this world, to be any element in this world, be water, my friend." So that's a very powerful yeah. statement that you just said. <laughs> that's a very powerful statement. So I'm back to you, DJ Sean. Thank you so much. All right, uh, absolutely. Miss, uh... Miss uh, Peggy, just ask one question, Peggy. Right. Uh, yes, sir. Um, <laughs> sir, what do you see then and now as the artist's most hardest way that they're having a hard time getting their music out? What is between then and now? Well, I mean... Now, uh, overall, really now it, it's it's easier for artists to get out there, um, you know, to get themselves noticed. I mean, back in the day, back in the day, you know, you you were shopping yourself to a record a record company. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, it's like no none of us thought that um, that you know we could do this thing on our on our on our own in the beginning, you know, it was all about people uh, trying to get on with somebody, you know, I mean, even myself with my own crew, you know, we, you know, we were being shopped around and bounced around from label to label and, you know, and, (laughs) you know, it was just, it was crazy, you know, Um, but, you know, it's like my family is also Divine Sounds who had, um, you know, a couple of hits out in the early 80s. And they, um, 
you know, it was the same type of thing. You know, it was some somebody with a record company that, you know, scouted them out, saw them in the jam and, you know, out in the park and, and you know, and they, they got they got on that way. Now these days, I mean, hey, kids could just, you know, they could just make something viral, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, and now the companies um, can sign you. But, you know, the, just the pitiful thing about it is that a lot of the young ones are learning that, um, you know, the way to get themselves noticed is, you know, to be on some negative stuff, you know. And then you have companies that actually – look for that type of thing, you know, and, and sign that. And, and that's how that, you know, that's how a lot of this nonsense is being encouraged and, you know, how it's being cultivated. And, you know, just like we talk about how hip-hop is water, it, it can destroy or it can give life. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it, it's, and, it, and it's, hey, and it's always going to be here. I mean, and the, the truth about it is that it always has been here. It's just that it's manifesting itself in in a, in a um, more of a, a bigger, tangible form that we can see. But I mean, you like I said, I mean, you can see attributes of that, you know, going all all through our um, you know Black American culture. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> from the time that we were, you know, our ancestors were in the fields. You know, uh, with the call and response songs, you know, that, that call and response, mm-hmm. let me say, ho, ho, you know, that's call and response. You know, uh, I mean, and it started in the fields and, you know, all throughout history, call and response, you know, Cap Calloway, hidey, 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 ho, you know, I mean, it's, 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 the, it's the same thing. It's just a, a different time. And it's just expressing itself, you know. It's like, and the the music, the music of hip hop, you know. Hey, that comes from the same subculture, just in different periods of time. The same people, the same subculture that brought you the blues, same subculture that brought you rock and roll, you know. Same subculture that brought you jazz. Um, same same subculture is bringing you hip hop, only in a different time, you know. And you know, with 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 different um. Uh, different resources, you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's that's my position on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, sir, it is a great honor. It is a tremendous pleasure just to be in your presence. And I'm gonna turn it back over to DJ Sean. Thank you. I can listen to your knowledge from now into eternity. It's just thank you so much. Great. Uh, well, thank and, you. Uh, thank you. Last but not least. Uh, Sheba, baby. Yeah. Go ahead. Talk to us, Miss Sheba. Baby. Hey. <laughs> How has music been Hello? part of your life? Hi. Hi. Um, my, part of my <laughs> life, well, uh, I say I say probably for all of my life, <laughs> from the time mm-hmm. I can uh, I, I can remember uh, being um, like five or six years old and uh, – doing karaoke to James Brown before, you know, karaoke was a thing, you know. And me and my older brother, we used to dance in front of the mirror and try to be the Jackson 5 and and and, and, and all of that. And, you know, I, I, I would imitate James and Michael so well that I became a spectacle, of course, when the relatives came over. 
say, hey, watch him do his thing. They put on the, the, the music, and, and here I am entertaining for my family, and that's where I got that satisfaction of, of entertaining, you know, because it was like, wow, I could do this, and it makes people smile, it makes people happy. So I'd, I'd have to say entertainment has been a part of my life uh, from <laughs> – it has always been there. You know, always been there, and then you know, and then through school, you know, you, you join the band and you're getting the, uh, you know, the instruments and all of that stuff. And um, hey, and then I grew. I'm a I'm a kid that grew up growing up in the '70s, you know, and the, all of that funk. I mean, hey, you know, once that funk gets in you, you know, it's a wrap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't shake that. <laughs> you can't right. shake the funk. So, come on now, uh, somebody uh, know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. Right. So you know, that's it. So you know, and I, I'm just going through life, just always wanting to express that. So you know, so and and I do it in in a lot of these different ways. So you know, it's um, you know, that's that's where it is. That's what SM Crew is all about. You know, SM Enlightenment Media is the name of my company, and um, SMEnlightenmentMedia.com is the website and um you know that's uh that's that's the the portal for all things sm you know with that you can, you know you can hear our radio station we have podcasts that we produce and um you know our, all of our music the original music that we've done and uh music for my my family and my cousins you know it's, it's all there and we're partnered in with hip hop boulevard which is the organization that actually named uh Sedgwick and Cedar uh, the corner of Cedric and Cedar in uh, in the Bronx, um, Hip Hop Boulevard. You know the, where um, where Cool right. Herc, uh, yeah, through um, through a jam in 1973, and where you know people noticed that a lot. All of the elements were right there of hip hop. You know, so right. um, yeah. Right. So you know we're tied into that. So you know, I mean that's that's something that you know my business and my company it represents. But you know we 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 use we use this powerful force for good. So uh, you know our our station position and our mantra is always positivity is everything. That's you right. Know? And um, you know because at the end of the day, hey, you know, you, you know the the world, your whole experience comes from your outlook and the way that you perceive things, the way that you take things, and the way that you deal with it. It's like we all got the same stuff to deal with it's it's how you work with it you know mm. and how you react to things that that come at you you know what i'm saying so we say hey that's that's always that's life that's always going to be a part of it so hey may as well be positive you know positivity is everything there it is that's right thank you that so part. very much Mike. all right uh miss uh aj any question you want to ask mr doc p Yes. Hey, how are you doing? Hello. Uh, you may have answered in you know, question, but I want to know what what inspires you the most. Um, I would say I would say it's 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 a, a perfect balance, um, you know of of. Uh, you know, just a, a vibe. The the perfect balance. It's like there's some there's some songs, there's some musicians that 
that that can achieve that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, you know, like if if I was to talk about some of my favorite artists, you know, um, you know, say for instance, you, you know, you have J. Cole. Like a lot of what it is that he does to me that that's that's a great, it's a perfect balance. You know, I mean, it's a balance of you know he, he can he can come at you from a conscious standpoint. Or he could come at you from just hey you know uh, you know a, a happy standpoint you know it, it's you know you, you you don't get a whole lot of um, garbage coming from right. that you know what I'm saying and and it, it's and overall when I hear the music you know it's it's I feel good it's a genuinely good feeling I, and I would say experiences like that you know I and I I mentioned um, the brother J Cole because you know I know we're all familiar with a lot of what it is that he does, you know, I mean, but, you know, I mean, there are a lot of artists that are out there that, um, that inspire me, um, you know, that, that, you know, do stuff. I, I you know, I used to love Prince, you know, and, and of course, I'm, you know, I, I talk about the, the, the funk, you know, George Clinton and, and folks like that. Hip hop wise, you know, you, you have those groups like Tribe Core Quest, you know, that, mm-hmm that can come at you different ways and, and, and they can do thought provoking stuff to, to, to get you to think about certain things, but also get you to have fun. You know, it's um, the, the, those perfect balances I like, you know, like artists that are just always coming at you with the same thing and the same negative thing. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, enough mm-hmm. is enough already. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank uh, so. you. Uh, yeah. Sir, uh, Doc, uh, Ms. Peggy got one more question to ask you. Sure. Oh, uh, thank you, DJ Sean. Yes, sir. Doc P, will y'all be doing any more shows and bringing out break dancing anymore, sir? Uh, I can <laughs> dance a little bit with it, and I can move and I'm with it. I'm just, nice. I'm just about the dancing and the, you know, I'm just. Oh, let's get you know. Let's break it. Let's go. Um, is any more yeah. shows or anything coming out with that, sir? Well, actually, um, yeah, we we are in the process of um, you know working out some uh, events uh, that are going to be happening, you know, up north here. And you know, actually, I, I know that Sean and I were talking about um, you know possibly doing. Uh, some type of event stuff, you know, back and forth between mm-hmm. up north there and down there, you know, and um, exactly. you know, I, I, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to those endeavors as well. But yeah, I mean, what I what I would suggest that you do is to um, go to the site, the smenlightenmentmedia.com. That's S M, not S N M, but S M. <laughs> no N <laughs> in between the S and the M entertainmentmedia.com, SM and, smenlightenmentmedia.com. And you go to that and, um, hey, you know, uh, you can um, join the website, okay, and then from that you'll get newsletters and, you know, just come to the site frequently. SM Enlightenment Radio also has a Facebook page, WSME. SM Enlightenment Radio on Facebook, all right, and you can join that group, and you'll also get all the information. Plus, we we you know we have news and 
and um, entertainment stuff. It's a you know it's a great page, so I would uh, definitely suggest that everybody go to the um, SM Enlightenment Radio Facebook page. Hey right, guys, this is the Hilltop Radio Show. Uh, we got the one and only Mr. Doc P is in the house with us. Uh, I'm gonna ask this: uh, any other any other DJs or the brothers want to ask a question? Because I'm getting ready to get I'm getting ready to pick uh, my man's brain real quick. I would get we're getting ready to go back in the day. Anybody want to ask a question? Anybody? Anybody else? Brothers? The DJs? Al? Nobody? I'm good. All right. Uh, Dot, uh, Dot P, man, um, you mentioned some key things while you were talking about it while I was on my mind. I was going to ask you, how important was the elements, you know, the, the culture, you know, the elements to the culture? How important was that back in those days, back in the 70s, you know, when hip-hop, you know, finally was born and finally got off the know off the ground how important were the elements how important was that to to the culture man the, the elements the, the elements were everything you know <laughs> i mean um and they and they all came together it, it was you know it, it it was all together and that you know it's fun and you took those elements seriously you know i mean it, hey if you was going to get out there at the jam and, 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 you know, a circle broke out and people started breakdancing, you know, or, or, you know, breaking and doing their thing. It's like, hey, when you went out there, you took it seriously. You wasn't going out there to joke. It, this, it wasn't like, you know, like uh, like a Soul Train line, <laughs> you know, which is like more or less like fun. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you got out there, you were serious. You, you, was, you was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm going to show you what I can do. I'm going to you know, um, make everybody remember me. And it's the same thing with, you know, MCing, you know, wanting to get up there on the mic. I can remember going to jams and standing on a line just to get on the mic. And the DJ would let MCs come up and, and there'd be a line, you know, and everybody can have a couple of minutes to get on, you know, and say a, a little thing, uh, this and that, blah, 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 blah. And the DJ would just be cutting break beats. But yo, but you took it seriously. You you mm-hmm. wasn't coming out there to play. You know, you you took it very seriously. And if somebody challenged you to a battle, you took that crazy serious too. You know, the thing that made me um, an MC back in the day was the fact that you know when I was in junior high and, and in high school, I go to the bus stop. We waiting on the bus. You know, we, we out there, we, we snapping on each other, and then we we, we, we rapping at each other and, and, and trying to battle with each other, you know? And it, it's like, hey, you took that seriously. So it's like the next day you'd be like, oh, oh he got me today. I, I'm going to come back tomorrow with something better. <laughs> I'm going to come back tomorrow with something better. So, it, you know, and that's that and that competitive nature, it, it, it keeps you on your toes, and, and that's how you, you – um, you know, you really make it into an art. And the beautiful thing about it is that, you know, it was really hip for everyone to participate in that. So everyone would find their role in it, their niche in it. I mean, hey, you know, you might have tried out the the um, MC in a little bit, but it wasn't really your thing, but then you gravitated to DJ. Or maybe you mm-hmm. gravitated to, you know, to writing, you know. Uh, you know, it, it was always, one way or the other, you fit into the pocket, you know, and, um, you know, that, that was just the, the beautiful thing about it. 
you know, how the, how the elements were so important, you know. That's right. Got the one and only Doc P in the house with us right here on the Hilltop Radio Show. Doc, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say five I'm gonna say five names, and and you put them where they at in the culture, you know, for us. Okay. I'm gonna give you five names. I'm gonna start with the South Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> so you say South Bronx as in what, like uh, geographically or the the song we're, or the, we're hip hop for hip hop, the South Bronx for hip hop, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean the South Bronx. I mean the Bronx is hip hop, you know. I mean, not that, not that. Um, now the Bronx is definitely hip hop, but it does not mean that hip hop is only the Bronx. Exactly. And that and um, and that it only started in the Bronx, you know, because you know there there are folks that. There are folks that will say hip hop was created in the Bronx. You know, I, me, I, I beg to differ a little bit with that. I mean, I give a lot of respect to the Bronx as definitely a mecca of hip hop. But as I was saying before, all of those elements were always around. Oh yeah, for. Decades, if not for centuries, you know, when we were primitive men and women, <laughs> when we were primitive, we, 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 hey, we, we created music, and we, and that music um, involved some type of cadence. You needed something that was going to keep a rhythm, uh, a, a timing. So, you know, either you're gonna, you're gonna clap your hands or. Maybe you're going to pick up something, you're going to bang on something, you know, so, you know, very primitively, that's how, you know, hey, you start to bang on something so to keep rhythm, to keep timing, and then you got the voice right there. Your voice is, is, is that expression or it's that melody that you're going to sing, you know, and then we started to get creative after a while. We started to invent devices that would just, hey, just add to that. To, to mimic, every instrument is either mimicking the human voice or just a rhythm, something that you're going to bang on. You know, it's either percussion or it's voice. It's voice or percussion. And that's what hip-hop is, is voice and cadence. Mm-hmm. Voice and cadence, you know. <laughs> you know that's, and it's no wonder that a, a lot of the real groundbreaking hip-hop records when they first really came out was exactly just that. Look at Sucker oh, wow. MC. That's right. Look at I, I Need a Beat, LL Cool J. You know, you'd have songs, uh, you know, it's your, just a drum machine and a voice. You know, hip-hop can just be that. But, you know, you could go back, you know, you're talking about the, the 80s there. You could go back four or five uh, you know, decades or even generations, and what do you got? You got drums beating and you got people singing. You know, you got voice and cadence. <laughs> so, you know, right. so, so I say, you know, it's always been around. You know, the, the dancing, you know, which, which was the break dancing, the, the elements of that, the spinning around, the acrobats and all of that. I mean, come on, man. You know, you, you can see <laughs> old, 
films in the 20s, you know, where where's our, you know, young brothers, you know, was was out there doing that, you know. But it just wasn't called breakdancing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so 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 it's an interesting thing that that came about that manifested itself in the Bronx, you know, um, where a lot of those things came together at an interesting time, and it became popular and re- very much mainstream there. Because the other thing to also keep in mind is that hip hop is also a child of. Uh, just plain old DJ culture, you know? So, I mean, we, we need to look at d- DJ culture or even disco text, like the, mm-hmm. the whole invention of, hey, somebody saying, hey, instead of us always having a band, hey, you know, I can spin these records and, hey, this is going to be an event and you can come to see that. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, when people are coming to, coming around to hear somebody played music, it's like, wow, you know, since the invention of the phonograph, then that's DJ culture. And, and you know, that you needed DJ culture in order for hip-hop to really grow. You know, you, you needed the DJ, the, the guy with the sound system, to come out there and set up so that to give, the, the you know, the kids something to break dance to, to give, you know, people so, something to rhyme to, to, you know, something. There it is, you know, so... There's a lot there. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's see uh, another 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 one. I want you to put them in place in hip hop. Grandmaster Flash. Okay. Grandmaster Flash. Mm. Uh, probably yeah, probably one of the most. Um, I mean, hip hop needed Flash. Mm-hmm. You know, Flash is hip hop. Hip hop needed Flash because um, you know, of course, there were DJs before him. Right. You know, but but Flash was the one that actually showed. He he brought the the showmanship, you know, with with him and 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 you know, with with the MCs, you know, with Melly Mel and everybody, you know, all of them together. That's you know, that's your first example of like super hip hop. Like there it is. I mean, hey, you know, you. you Sugar Hill came out and there was there was rap groups. Sugar Hill was well, really not really a rap group. That's something that was sort of put together, you know. I mean, it wasn't like mm-hmm. there was a group out in the street before they was on a record, you know. Um, but you had a lot of you had crews just like I was talking about, where you know just pockets, pockets of like neighborhoods. Everybody there was a crew, and and in that crew there was a DJ. There was. There was MCs, there was this and that, you know, and everybody had their crew. And um, but Flash and them, you know, Flash specifically, you know, the, the fact that he was, a, you know, able to, um, you know, to, to bring it to that level, whereas it was like superstardom in a way, you know, just like in the street, you know. I mean, I'd always just hear myths about, you know, Flash, you know, and them. You know what I'm saying? Even before it was like um, they were really popular, you know, mainstream on the records, you know. Um, you know, I remember when that Super Rapping came out, you know, that was, I mean, what, what a phenomenal record. That's that's where we were first introduced to that iconic rhyme that Melly Mel says about a child is born with no state of mind, you know. Um, 
and, and, and it's like, yeah, that's a dance song, but then he's dropping something really serious there, Knowledge. you know, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just shows that's an introduction right there to, hey, look where else we can take this. You see? That's right. And then we started taking it all kinds of places. So there you go. Let's do another one. Let's do two more. Uh, Africa Bambata. Another innovator. Absolutely. Another, another, another innovator. Um, and, I mean, hip-hop needed Bam as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, it's, I can remember actually, um, I think it was the early 80s, uh, um, one, of the, one of the dudes that I was, that was in my crew, uh, that um, uh, he, was, he was from Yonkers originally, and all of his family was from Yonkers, from Y.O., and, um, and I can remember um, him taking me down to Yonkers, and I think I was, I mean, I was home for the summer from school, from college, or, or I had gone away to, to school um, for, during high school as well, um, but I think I was home for the summer, and it was, it was right around the time Planet Rock, um, it might have been right before Planet Rock, or like right after, or around that time, but Bam had, one of the places he had, he had an apartment in the in Yonkers, right? And um, and yeah, and uh, my my man's his cousin was was down with you know was down with Bam, so he's like, oh yeah, I got got to run to Bam's real quick to um, to tell him something. So it was like he brought the two of us up there, and we met Bam Bada, and it was it was it was an experience, you know. I mean, it, you know, uh, it was. I mean, I know a lot of negative things have been said about the brother, and I, I don't know, you know, uh, heads or tails of all of that. All I can speak on is my own personal experience. Right. You know, and right. I know that when I when I when I met Bam, you know, um, he was he was cordial, he was friendly, and um, you know, I was uh, we we were there for a short time and we spoke, and it was like, hey, um, he had a cat. He had a cat that was like wasn't listening to him and he was like getting frustrated with the cat and it was funny you know so so <laughs> that was my experience <laughs> you know what I'm saying and he was just a good brother and then the next time that I, I encountered Bam was um, was years later when I was at Yale Broadcasting um, uh, you know as a, as a DJ and, and working there and we had him come through to um, do a late night mix show you know and, oh, wow. and I yeah, yeah, and he he came up. Oh, he was in New Haven, Connecticut. He he drove up from the city just to come up there, and and it was a volunteer thing, you know. And by then, Bambada was world world known, you know. I'm I'm talking. This has to be probably um, the late '90s, around that time, you know. I mean, you know, Bam was huge, you know, at that time, and came through and hung out with us on uh, you know college commercial radio station there was no pay for that and he came through and spun for a few hours and kicked it and went back 
you know, went back to New York, you know, and it was it was cool. But, you know, he said one thing to me. We was talking about the negativity in the music at that time. And, you know, he specifically said to me, he's like, you know, um, when you don't have God in your life, you know, <laughs> there ain't no telling, you know, where, where you'll wind up. And exactly. he was talking about the music and, and, and what was happening to people at that time. So. That's my experience of him, and um, and hey, you know, uh, you know, he, he's definitely a, a central central figure in in, right. in hip hop. One last group, and uh, yeah. Run DMC, Run DMC. Mm. Ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't even have to tell you that hip hop needed Run DMC. <laughs> <laughs> I think Run DMC, the brilliance of that, and the brilliance of that whole machine, you know, with Run and and Russell and and Rick and and all of them that that really did that, um, you know, they were real visionaries, you know, because it, you know it, it was they were the bridge, they were the, the bridge that 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 bridged this thing, that they they sort of helped us all that helped the world realize that, hey, this hip-hop is no different from any of that other stuff that y'all are doing. And as a matter of fact, this hip-hop is so much that it encompasses all of that stuff that y'all are doing, <laughs> you know? Exactly. And also, yeah, also, uh, you know, because... Also- Run DMC opened up the doors for uh, sponsors, sponsorships. You know, sponsors came in and Look at that. started dumping money into the culture because they saw, oh, well, you know, a bunch of black kids, let's make some money. And that's what they did. They made money. Millions of, money, yeah. millions of dollars. Right. Yep. And, and, and it's that type of thing that also makes hip-hop, you know, um, makes us you know, um, billionaires, if we're smart on how it is that we move around in it, because it's just like, hey, they was they was just they they wasn't thinking about we gonna we gonna make this song to get an endorsement. They was just talking about something that they like to do, something that they like to wear, you know, mm-hmm. something that's mm-hmm. a, 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 a you know, and and hey, you know. <laughs> Then you know, big business says, "Hey, wait a second, that's something we can work with," you know, and and then and then we start to get smart. So it's like, hey, yeah, we we put out Pastor Cavassier, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the Pastor Cavassier showed us that, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> we making a lot of money for Cavassier. Hey, why why don't I come out with my own liquor? See, and then you know, then you had the hip hop people coming up with their own liquor. Right. Instead of wearing the Lees and the Adidas, you had hip hop people say, "I'm gonna make Rockaway," you know, or "I'm gonna Dapper make Don. Sean John." Dapper yes. Don. Yeah. Dapper Don, man. <laughs> you see, that's yeah. He's he's like he's down with Gucci now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like you know they was they was shutting them down, trying to get them locked up for. Mimicking the, the the Gucci design out there on 125th Street, you know, and and now, you know, you can get Dapper Don 
collection, you know, from yeah, from Because of, of big time, <laughs> your big time drug deals, like, you know, big guy, Fisher and all those cats were getting custom made, you know, uh, car, uh, you know, the, the car seats and all that stuff was cu- being custom made through him. So that's why Gucci came. I mean, it was like, yo, this black dude making too much money, and it sort of looks like our, it sort of looks like our stuff. So we're gonna go after him. That's how it happened. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's it's funny stuff, but you know, it's you know this this and and you know and back in the day when when hip hop first started out, it started out with a specific look a specific style, you know, and, and it's just interesting how, you know, you see how that style has evolved, but now it has grown out of just the little subcultures and now it has become world culture. Yeah, Pumas, Puma, Puma sneakers, the suede Puma mm-hmm. sneakers with the great big fat dookie strings they called them back in the day. Yeah, I remember all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the Pumas. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say yeah. I remember I had a pair of Pumas. <laughs> With Dr. the fat lace. Yes, sir. One more time, man. How can people find you at on social media, man? Okay, so um, the Facebook page, all right, is SM Enlightenment Radio, but you can also hit me directly. I am the great Doc P. T H E G R E A T D O C P. And um, that's my Instagram, the great Doc P, all in one word. That's also my Facebook, the great Doc P. Hey you guys, this is the one and only, the great Doc P right here on the Hilltop Radio Show. Doc, man, I, man, we could go on for on for on, man, but. Uh, we're gonna have to, yeah, you know, I know we can. And, uh, yeah, we're gonna have to bring you back on, man. When I uh, get uh, Charlie Rock and uh, and what's the name from uh, um, Rock Master Scott Dynamic Three, we have him on the show and oh, bring nice. you back, man. So we can have a you know a, a good night of old school and uh, you know with you and some of the cats on and uh, maybe we can get yeah a we need to yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna reach, a, I'm gonna reach out to Jam Fox. Master J. Yeah, I'm gonna reach out to Jam Master J's brother. And see if we can get him to come on as well with us too. So, yeah, see yeah. what I could do. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. Let me know because you know my man Silver Fox. Silver Fox is, um, you know, definitely uh, someone that we should uh, see if we could tie into this conversation. Silver Fox is one of the ones that really inf- influenced me in, in hip hop and taught me. And he also he taught LL Cool J how to rhyme and also Cool G rap. You know, and um, yeah, so we can we can definitely. Let me know, and I'll, I'll make sure I'll, I'll see if I can coordinate and have Fox with us, too. All right, man. Uh, man, Doc P, man, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, man, to join us here on uh, old Fla- our, on our old Flavor Hip Hop Night here on Hilltop, man. And like I said, I'll be reaching out to you. We put that big show together, man, and bring everybody in and have one big culture Absolutely. night and play everybody's music from back in the day. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, right, I'm with that. Brother. Maybe okay. blessed, man. Hey. Have a good, awesome week, man. Hey, I want to thank everybody out there. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me once 
Once again, it's SM Enlightenment Radio. Um, look me up. Google it, all right? Um, check me out on Facebook, Instagram. Thank you so much. Peace and blessings, everybody. All right. Thanks for coming out. Peace and blessings. All right, take care, man. Yep. All right, we'll Peace. be right back, y'all. Unbelievable amounts, very picky about how their names pronounce. 
It's time to get a whole new perspective on Ram Trucks. Because to us, there are no small jobs, no little tax. And when it comes to innovation, there are no modest ideals. No wonder why more people are switching to Ram than ever before. Ram Trucks, back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Back to the Hilltop Radio Show. Shouts out to my man Doc P up here in the Hilltop Radio Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Everybody's tuned in, and everybody's already tuned in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure you guys uh, go to the Hilltop Radio Show dot org. Check us out. Um, everybody's information is going to be up there soon, real soon. Everybody's information is going to be up there real soon. So I just want to thank everybody again for tuning in and whatnot. Right now, we got uh, 50 minutes left in the show, so you guys already know what it is. It's time for controversy right here on the Hilltop Radio Show. So get your head <laughs> in order. Hey. All right. That's right. It's getting ready to get hot up in here. All right. Question number one of the night. Let's get it in. Should your best friend... Should your best friend be involved in your relationship? We're going to start with the brothers first. You sisters are going to have to be on chill time right now. We'll start with the brothers. Should your best friend be involved in your relationship? Knowing that this person is single, don't have a girlfriend, can't get a girlfriend or whatnot. We're going to start with uh, Be Lethal. Talk to us, man. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Straight <laughs> up, <laughs> no, no, yeah, uh, yeah, no, not a single best friend or whatever. I mean, uh, yeah, that's not a who be involved in my relationship. Give you any influence or any pointers on how to. On how to, you know, you know how you should date your girl. How to, you know, where to take her out. And this, and this dude don't have, can't even get a get in a relationship. So you saying yeah. no, right? No. Okay, all right, no. all right, Mister uh, Mister Controversy himself, Mister uh, No Weapon. Hell <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> because because. If she knew about a relationship, whether it's a man got a best friend, he trying to tell him how to hold a relationship. No, no, no. You, you, if you, if you knew so much about a relationship, you have one. You can't keep a man to keep a woman. No. And he said it with his chest too. Mr. Al Davis, <laughs> talk to us, big brother. No to the no, 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 <laughs> no. I I don't share any information with nobody. Uh, my business and my uh, girlfriend that I had during that time or whatever, that was our business. It, it, it didn't belong to anybody else. I was just a, I was kept things secret within I, within myself. All right, moving on down the line, DJ GQ. Talk to us, man. Uh, Bishop Bullwinkle would say, hell to the no, 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 hell no. 
Okay. Hell no. Mankini man. Uh, DJ Groove. <laughs> this nigga sleep. Y'all hear him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. Hello. 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 Uh, you know, that's like house party. Your boy was like, boom! <laughs> man, drunk again. <laughs> Call his second phone. I knew, was up here. I knew I heard some snoring. I knew it was him. <laughs> Damn. Crazy All right. From my, my opinion, no, I ain't let no brother in my business ain't got to be in my business so he can go back and run his mouth to her. Or what not. Hell to the null. That's a straight Hell up to the null. upside your head and you get knocked up. Out. Fuck out. Straight up. <laughs> That's right. Straight That's up. right. I don't, I don't, uh, one thing about some, some men are mouthy like women. We, we do have men that are mouthy like women. We do have, we do have some men that are married, but then they want to try to control his homies' relationship and on trying to tell him how to do things and and uh, date and this and that, and his relationship it isn't even on cue itself. So, um, no, I would slap the shit out of him if he ever opened up his mouth and tried to tell me how to, you know, what I'm saying how to how to raise my relationship with somebody. Real talk, and that's worse than a pimp slap. When you slap the shit out of somebody, the dog shit Hell out yeah. of them. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. You slap the dog shit up and run it down the, run it down the road, barking shit. Yeah. But um, I, I know I know y'all women are different, so I'm ready to get to the women's side. All right, Miss Peggy. There we go. Um, no, sir, not at all. Because, you know, they might, no, sir, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, because you know they might be jealous. They might be trying to take your man or significant other. You know, nowadays, you know, who knows? But I'm just saying. Um, you know, they might want to tell you something that may not always be true, uh, or they could just be, I mean, anything. It could be any scenario, but, you know, so if a friend, because they're trying to get into somebody's business, or they might be trying, they might be jealous that they don't have a relationship and trying to get you away from that person because they have nobody and they want to spend, you know, they want your time. That friend wants your time because they don't have that, but... Uh, no, sir. Friends should never be uh, in the position to uh, direct your personal relationship because they're not living with that person paying bills or having kids. You know, they might think they want to run. It's just somebody wants to be bossy and, and just try to run stuff. So thank okay. you, DJ Sean. All right. 
Uh, going down, going down, going down. Where we at, right? Uh, Miss Queen B, talk to us. Well, I was always taught not to ever have another woman so close to you, when you, especially when you have a man, uh, not to bring her too much around him either. So, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't talk to her about you know, everything because, I mean, like Mistake has said, there, there may be a motive behind that. It may be that they're jealous or they might be trying to get your man, you know, um, especially if you're the type to tell them those type of things. I don't tell my girlfriends, my sister, well, I call them my sisters. They're not friends to me, but I don't tell them everything about my relationship. I don't tell them much of anything about my relationship. My, so, no, that would be a no for me. I'll take no for 2000 Alex Trebek. Sheba, no baby. Not every woman does um, that. <laughs> I'm a, my nana always said that a listening ear becomes a shoulder that you lean on. And that shoulder that you lean on can cause a whole bunch of confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, no, definitely not. I am not sharing a whole lot of my information. Because even if I forgive the person, say we have an argument and I forgive them, my friend, my sister, they're not going to be as forgiven of that person. Right. And so I'm not sharing a whole bunch of anything and definitely not bringing them around constantly. Um, anything with a hole had to leave my house. If I left my house to run to the store, they gotta go. anything that mm. had a hole in it, they had to go with me. You ain't staying in my house with my man. I'm sorry. It just ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that trusting. And the the to piggyback off there, no man should go to no woman's house, knock on the door and say, oh, such and such told me to come here and wait. No other man should be in your house waiting for you while your woman's home. I don't at all, period, point blank. Put my foot down on it. Somebody, Both of them can get the dog slipped. One's going to be on the other side of the highway. The other one's going to be coming, and one's going to be going barking and shit up and down the highway. Because I'll slap the dog shit out of both of them. Um, that's just, that's causing nothing but trouble. You're looking for trouble. I, I just thought, I don't, I don't, I can't do that. And no, and no woman should be coming over to your house while the man is there waiting on her girlfriend or whatever. Shouldn't be that way, vice versa, at all. At all. Anybody want to uh, argue about that? Anybody? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You're definitely right a, on that, sir. Somebody will get a I charge. Mean, I, do, I do go out to the shows <laughs> and stuff a lot by myself, you know, but, you know, uh, I know I'm perfectly safe and it's fine. Uh, a lot of times my husband doesn't go with me. I do go by myself, but, you know, no one... I don't know, it, it, it probably just know who I am or just the way I walk or whatever, but no one, I mean, I do have guys that say stuff, but it's like, hey, you know, I'm married, I ain't even about, don't even. You know, they probably already know, but I'm just saying. Um, yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Okay. Anybody else want to add to that? Charge. I think, I think men are worse at it than women. <laughs> what? 
what? I think oh, no, hell no. I we think... oh, we getting ready to argue now, she, but go ahead, baby. Show we can argue, Sugar, because I can stand on what I'm about to say. Come men on. are worse than women when it comes to that. Because men are always complaining about their old And I will say it with all 38 triple D. Men are worse. They love to complain about their women to their men. And they little homeboys, yeah, that bitch did this, that bitch did that. And they love complaining, not realizing that their homeboy taking it in. And he's looking for the opportunity to get to that woman that they complaining about. Men always well, got something to say about their woman, what she ain't doing, what she should be doing. If they just hush sometimes. They just need to hush. Can I? Well, women can don't I do say, it as well, much as men do. I, 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 I would tell you like this. And, and one of my friends, be at my house, I'm not here. It's going to be some trouble I'm trying to tell you like this. She's I'm going to be broken in the city. I'm going to jail now. I'm telling you now. <laughs> All right. Well, Good, Mr. Norman. Good, Mr. Norman. Good, Mr. Norman. Good, Mr. When I'm giving her the freedom to speak to me, I'm pissed. I don't care if it's a pastor. I don't care if it's the president of the United States. They don't matter when it comes to me, and nobody matters when it comes to her if we have that great relationship. Then that's, that's, uh-uh, um. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm going to say this, Sheila. I think it's even. I think it's even. You got some women that run their mouths to their girlfriends about their man, what he does financially and what he does in the bedroom that that fantasizes your girlfriends or friends, and they want to try to jump on it as well. And and brothers are the same way. I think it's even. I think it's even. I think it's it's even. Yeah. It's even. I think it's even, too. It's even. You don't never tell nobody else what your man or woman ain't doing because that person you telling gonna go get your man or your woman. Exactly. He gonna try. Gonna try. That's even unless you have a strong brother or you know a strong strong woman that don't allow that BS. You know, uh, don't allow that BS in their life or in their in their and you know in their. Uh, Behind closed doors or what they do, you know, you have a percentage of women that don't do that. But them women that go to them beauty salons and them cats that go to them barbershops, all they do is yap, 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 yap. That's where it starts at. The barbershop. Am I lying? Hey, 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 Mr. No Weapon, you work in a barbershop? Am I lying? You are absolutely telling the truth. I I know more things about some people's spouses and girlfriends and boyfriends than they do. See, yeah. see what I'm saying? Absolutely, that's right. Call each other, And I and I know I know she gets an earful when she's at school at the teachers' lounge. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, and I do, and they did. 
That's why I chewed on the whole time, because my business ain't everybody's business. You got that right. But you're right. right. They talk a whole lot. I know who husband cheating and who cheating with who and how many teachers out there sleeping together. It's a whole sex fest. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, Damn. Wow. Hey, boy. I'm going to go into a oh, song. Boy, boy. Let me find Proud Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find Proud Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta laugh at that because it is funny though. It is funny. Well, I was I was hoping that the person that I I started off was still on the line because I was going to tell the people that were listening to hit one. But I guess what I said scared scared the individual off. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh-huh. Come back on here again. John woke up and chose Signifying. violence today. I sure did. It's Black, it's Black History Month. And I ain't going out like overcome. No, I'm Malcolm X tonight. By all means not. By all means necessary. <laughs> Realize, realize. You know, I've been, I've actually been on the opposite side of that. Cause men, men can be, men can be uh, a little. Worse. No. <laughs> and I, can, I, I say that because I have been, I've experienced it with, and I was married to that dude. I was married to him, and it's the same guy that tried to kill me. Um, before all of that happened, we, um. I allowed him, I felt comfortable enough with him, safe enough with him that we could do a video. Mm. So we we did a video and he showed his friends. We did a video, he showed his friends, not realizing that one of the friends that he had, I had been knowing him for like 14 years prior to that. Oh, oh. yeah, I, I've been knowing him 14 years prior to that. He came to my station where I was working at in Walmart. I was working in the jury department. And he said, Red. I said, hey, what's up? Dude started crying in my face. I said, what's wrong? He said, man, that dude, um, he said, man, that dude, man, you need to go ahead and get rid of him. I said, he already got his pink slip. What you talking about? He said, I'm so sorry. He just kept apologizing. I said, man, just tell me what's up. He said he um, showed, um, when he said he showed, I already knew what he was talking about. He had shown oh him the video. God. He had shown oh, him the video. Mm. And Dang. my nephew actually tried to kill him because the other person, him not knowing who he talking to and dealing with, was my nephew that saw that video. What? <laughs> Mm. I, I, I don't care yeah. how mad I get with a female. I don't give a damn how mad. Even if even if our relationship ends a, a different way and we make a tape, ain't nobody gonna see that damn tape. Hell, Hell no. no. And Hell we weren't we weren't even at, we weren't even into it at that time. We weren't into nothing. Everything regardless, I was, regardless, was told to, no, but regardless, regardless, he did not have he didn't have no right, no mean, no nothing to do. That. See, that that was sacred. That was sacred. He should have showed that. I can't do it. I've never, I've nah, never shown nah. 
I can't do it because well now 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 it's a serious legal charge if if, if they get out without your consent. But right. Oh but, yeah. You're asking go to jail for that mm-hmm. shit. I ain't going to jail for no eighteen months for showing some titties. Hell no. You ain't right. <laughs> just no titties. I ain't telling nobody nothing. I ain't finna send uh uh-uh, no sir. I ain't finna go to jail Dude. off of that picture crazy. It's it's just I stay quiet for a minute when you said that I had to stay quiet for a minute because it I mean, I was there. I was it happened to me. I ain't, going, I ain't going to jail for those short nobody, no titties and hell nipples. No. Hell no. Or a butt. Or some yams. Or what you saw. Hell no. Hell no. Uh-uh. It was hell more no. than that. It was way more than that. And he what the hell? You, yeah. what, what the hell? You in the damn, you in the bathroom too on the, uh, on the, <laughs> on the, what's the name? What? <laughs> you hanging from the curtain? You hanging from the damn curtain, too. <laughs> and I wasn't doing no Mimi. I wasn't doing her. I wasn't doing her, but we did some very intimate things together. And he showed a couple of his friends, and one of them, just like I said, one just happened to be a friend of mine from 14 years prior, and the other one was my nephew that he had never met. Oh. They should have whipped his ass. Nephew, all it took was him. He went to jail. My nephew went to jail because it was his hands are uh, what they call uh, illegal. That right, the the illegal because they they uh he can punch you and actually kill you. He took martial arts. What boxing? He took mar- boxing. But serious, yeah, he yeah, take box, box and martial arts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he can't walk around with his hands in his pockets because that's like concealed weapon, you know, right. you're concealing a weapon. So, yeah, he went to jail. He he, he almost killed him. He yeah, almost he killed him. His hands open. When he saw it, they came to my house. Uh, he came to my house. He was like, hey, Nanny, what's up? He said, Nanny. He said, I said, yeah, that's my nephew. And he said, yo, bitch-ass nigga, what's up? He said, step outside. He thought he had some big man drawers on. He stepped outside. <laughs> my nephew lit his ass up. <laughs> He lit him have. up. He lit him oh, wow. up like a Christmas tree. I say, oh, I guess penitentiary time didn't do nothing for you. You must have been the bottom. <laughs> you must have been the bottom. Whether you're pitching or receiving, you're still playing baseball. I said, but you, yeah. you should have been bobbing, but you was weaving. You still got hit. Right. Yeah, my nephew went to jail behind that. He went to jail. He literally tried to kill him in my face, and I wasn't trying to stop it. I actually got a couple leaks in myself, but I didn't. I didn't stop. All right, let's go into a quick song real quick, and we'll be back with question number two. Y'all some nasty women, boy, I tell you. Always want to take Always want to show y'all nastiness in video. Nasty. Baba going to knock you out. But make That's me, because me a DJ tape. Sean, we like to... Send me a tape at DJ Sean dot hilltop. Home of the jackets and the crack. Uh, yeah, that's the name of my hometown. I'm going down. 
brother like the quickest taking over I really don't think I should have to explain Oh yeah, I'm a dog but my name ain't Rover And I'm the kind of brother that's feeling no pain Sometimes I have to wear the bulletproof vest Because I got the CPT sign written across my chest A funky dope brother never ceasing to impress My name is DJ Quick and I'm fake the rest I'm coming like this and I'm coming directly Cause suckers get jammed, ramming ship I'm doing damage quite effectively Rhyming is a battle zone and suckers have no win Cause I'm a veteran from the C-O-N-T Listening to the best DJ, keeping the party rocking on all social media platforms. Stay tuned for more hip hop and RMB. The best mixer. Playing the bangers. Don't forget to wash your hands. All right, welcome back to the Hilltop Radio Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Second question of the night is, why do some people stay in relationships knowing the relationship is basically over? Game over. Move on. Pack your shit. Take your panties, your cotton underwear, and get going. So, again, why do some people stay in relationships knowing the relationships is basically over? We're going to start with Uh-oh. the sisters. We're going to start with Miss Queen B that's on the podium. All hail the queen. Talk to us. Ain't no way I'm going to do it. Ain't no way I'm going to do it. I ain't no way I'm gonna do it. I can't. I'm not gonna sit in my house and look at somebody and wonder why the fuck they're in my house. I'm sorry. Excuse God me. Damn. I'm, I'm not gonna look at them. <laughs> I'm not gonna look at somebody. No, I don't want their asses no more and wonder why the hell I'm looking at you and wonder why the hell you sitting here. No, sir. No spam. No ma'am. No ham. No turkey. It's not gonna happen. A lot of people do it because they feel like they have a lot invested in the relationship, especially you know, especially if they're married or whatever. They think about finances and whatever they're going to lose and things of that nature. They're comfortable. Maybe they feel like they can't do no better, like, you know, like some people can. Uh, but I ain't no way I'm going to sit. I would rather be by myself, sitting in the corner with a goldfish and a puppet, being happy by my damn self, before I look at somebody and wonder why the hell they up in my face and you're not serving no purpose in my life. Peace out, bro. Pack your stuff. Pack your, get your shit, get your shit, and get out. Matter of fact, I done packed bags for somebody. Get, get your ass out of my house. I done told you three times. It's over. You don't want to move. Let me move for you. I packed his stuff. I say, come get your shit. Peace out, bro. Don't call. Don't text. Don't ride past here. Don't slow down. Damn. Don't pull up. Don't do nothing. Damn. I'm done. My cutoff is tight, baby. 
I act like I never met you. Queen B, Queen B, yes sir. Take one deep breath, baby. <sighs> I'm just said, I'm, that's just me. I I ain't got time to play games. Damn, somebody somebody put a somebody take that woman's blood pressure. <laughs> My blood pressure is fine. I ain't got that. Damn. I ain't got that kind of time to be wasted. Well, you put you put an ice cube in your head. That shit straight water. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't Damn. got that kind of time Woo. to be wasting. Don't waste All my right. time, and I'm not going to waste nobody else's. All right, moving on. Woo-wee. Uh, I, shit, I don't even know I want to ask this. She done took that thing. <laughs> pack your shit, get your shit. Matter of fact, I'm going to pack it for you. Damn. All right, Miss Peggy, talk it. to us. Sorry, Miss Peggy, talk to us. Yes, sir. She took one deep breath, y'all. Y'all know she's going to be long with it. No, I'm just playing. Go ahead. <laughs> uh. You know, a, a lot of people, they have sometimes, you know, the children or whatever, and a lot of people do stay in relationships. Uh, I know people right now, it's the craziest thing ever. They absolutely live together because of their children. They're two beautiful little girls, beautiful. But they date. They don't bring back anyone to the house, but I think, what are y'all doing? But not my life, but it's just there is so much craziness out here with this younger generation. But some people stay in relationships because they don't want to be alone or they just would rather stay. Sometimes it's financial reasons or whatever, but um you know, I'm not for one, if we're not feeling it and it's an argument, I can't sit down and eat and you know, there's going to be a problem or no, uh, done, oh, can't do it, not going to do it, not happening. Uh, just like my sister just said, we're going to pack your stuff. It'll be by the door. I'll even carry it out for you. But if we're not getting along and I'm not feeling it, mm-mm, can't, can't do it. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, uh, Miss Sheba, baby. <laughs> Woo! Um... <clears throat> it's hard think, to come by. Well, it's hard to come behind Queen B now. Choose wisely. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's, it. You become comfortable. You just get so used to it, and y'all are just coexisting. And a fear of loneliness, a fear of going out and meeting someone else, um, kind of prevents you from. I mean, if it's one of those relationships where the passion has just died. Y'all are not fussing. Y'all are not fighting. Um, the passion is just gone. The love is just gone. Like, you love him, but you're not in love with him any longer. And you don't, you're don't. you scared to go out there and see what's out there because you see the madness on TV. Um, you see the men and women killing each other and having all these mm-hmm. affairs and all this kind of things. And it's, I mean, STDs are still real. Ain't nobody trying to go out there and catch nothing that a bumblebee shot won't get rid of. So I think it's just you get comfortable, even though it's missing some aspects. I think you stick around just for that reason. All right. Uh, we're going to say Mr. Controversial last. We're going to go with Big Brother Al. Talk to us, Please. Big Brother Al. Mm. I said uh, a lot of it be jealousy. You know, uh, the guy or the girl, either, either party don't want, you know, if they leave, they don't want somebody else to come in, you know, to be involved with with one, but they don't want to be involved themselves, or either they want to be involved and they can't be involved because they, uh, 
their, their mate don't want them, don't want to have anything to do with them. And, you know, so I just say a lot of it is jealousy. And I've seen a lot of that happen. Okay. Jealousy. Uh, DJ, uh, GQ, talk to us, bro. I don't know. I'm good where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I will tell you, uh, I, and I have seen this. I've talked to the ladies. I have seen this um, here in North Carolina. If you try to throw that man out, he don't have to leave. I'm being honest mm-hmm. with you. North Carolina, that's a rule. If he stay there, his clothes are there, his mail come there, he do not have to leave. I'm telling you just how it is in North Carolina. That's yeah, how it you is. You got to evict him. Like you go, you got to go to the courts and get an eviction notice and evict him from the house. Yep. That's if the judge. That's if the judge grants it. Evicted, yeah. yeah. If he grants. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, uh, last but not least, Mr. Controversy himself. No weapon. Say is the guy who answered, who always posts those controversial questions. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say this. Um, I, I've known being being a barber for quite some time. I've seen a lot of stuff. Like you know, even married people. It's not just unmarried people. It's it's their people that's married and they know it ain't going nowhere. It hasn't been going anywhere for years. And a lot of them stay because they don't want to be lonely. They don't want a divorce. It's money involved and kids involved. Most of the time, it's kids. You know, so they, the they kids, only yeah, stay. They bring the kids. Kids is the number one thing about the kids. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Mr. Yeah, no Weapon. I'm sorry, bro. No, you're good, man. You can, you can, I don't care about that. Uh, but most of the time it's the kids. They don't want the kids to, to, you know, to see them break up, you know, or stuff like that. Or if it's if it's, if it's in the church, they don't want to, you know, the church to know that, you know, they get a divorce and all that stuff. So it could be no, no, a number of those reasons. But me at 48, I meet a chick and it's going crazy. You gone that day. I have I have a no tolerance level. <laughs> No, you don't. I don't care. I don't care how good your sex is. I don't care if you can swallow my kids' brain. No, I'm not good. I'm not. No, I'm gone. Let's see if let's see if Groove is back up. Oh my. DJ Groove, are you with us? Oh, he won't, y'all. Yo, what up, bro? Hey, man, Welcome to the show with your snoring ass self. That's right. We we all had a moment of silence just to hear you snore. Yeah, man, I've been I've been up ever since eleven o'clock Sunday night. I ain't got you know, nothing to do with him. that. You were snoring, Negro. Yeah. I know, man. I apologize, man. I apologize. <laughs> That's what you get when you're in that big ass truck by yourself with your man kitties on. <laughs> but I ain't, but I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say nothing. All that vastly you use it, but anyway, brother. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I gotta keep, I gotta keep extra jaws in here, bro. I gotta keep, I gotta keep it. Why, right, man? The question, the question, man, is uh, why do some people stay in relationship knowing that the relationship is basically over? Talk to us, big brother. Well. Well, like uh, like I said, man, some do it because of the kids, um, and um, it's a true fact, you know. Um, I'm like I'm like Queen B. I mean, they're they're I I couldn't do it. I mean, I did it, I did it, um, 
before. <laughs> oh God. I did it before. I stayed I stayed uh stayed with a woman because of my kids, but there wasn't anything there. And that's that's the most hurting thing in the world, man, to come home to someone that that don't love you and you don't love that you know, you don't love her and there's nothing there in the house but you know, like two crickets you can hear two crickets that chirping because they are quiet and there's no interaction or anything else, man. But um, furthermore to that, bro, man, they, they do it because of the kids. Uh, like I said, they do it because they got so comfortable with it and used to it. It's just a, a, a everyday thing, you know what I mean? Right, right. So do, do let me ask you guys this. And do, do using the kids, is that an excuse not to leave the relationship, Sheba. Using the kids, is that is that an excuse not to leave? No, because in, it's been my experience that kids that are in unhealthy households, where the parents are constantly um, at each other's throat, they suffer more so, and we see it every day in our classrooms. Mm-hmm. And they come in, and they are so beat down emotionally, and they have so many questions. Um, have a situation right now with one of my fourth graders. Her parents mm. um, should have divorced years ago, and they were constantly fighting. And the dad is talking horribly about the mother to the child. And she comes to me and she's like, Miss Harris, my dad said that my mother is a blah 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 blah, and I don't. It's just, it's hard, and she's in tears and. So now it's not good for the kids to stick around. Yes, we would love for them to have a traditional household um, where they have both parents there that are loving and caring. But if you're going to constantly be at each other's throat and there's any type of violence where these kids are seeing it or if you're bringing other lovers around your kids, it's giving them a really bad look um, Mm -hmm. at what relationships are supposed to look like. And it's scarring them for life at that point. Uh, uh, I forgot you. I forgot. Be lethal, man. I forgot you, man. I apologize, man. Uh, what do you think? Uh, well, the question you just asked. Yeah, I think sometimes it's, it's an excuse. And the other thing, I think uh, sometimes you know that selfishness gets in, and one or the other person wants to have the power, you know, and they try to use it to keep them or. You know, sometimes you know when it's over, it's over. Right. I I, I just want to say this. I'm curious to 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 know, uh, uh, Sheba. How do you guys? How you as teachers and administrators? Uh, how do y'all? Um, what's the word? I'm I'm looking for another word, but I'm going to use comfort. How do you comfort kids that go through that? How, I mean, what 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 techniques do you guys do? Why are they with you guys for eight hours and don't know what's going to happen when they go home? What do you, what techniques do you guys use to help those kids while they're there in school? We have, um, most schools have counselors within them. And I work in a school where we also have outside counselors that come in um, to talk with the kids about it. And we try to gauge how severe the problem is. Um, mm-hmm. If it's to the point of the violence going to the kids, because, you know, violence goes through the household, and if the kids become targets of that violence, 
and we want to get them in counseling, or if it's a case where they need to be removed from the home for their own safety, then we contact our local um, family and children's service agency, and mm-hmm. they will step in at that point. Um, so we do involve a lot, yeah. and teachers are required to take sensitivity training, and mm-hmm. the questions we are allowed to ask, because we're allowed to ask only certain questions um, as the teacher, and the counselor has to come in and get involved. It becomes an entire school um, situation at that point where the ones that need to know, know, so that they can better help that child. Right. So, so I got another question. I don't know if it makes sense. So is it is it helping the kid if if the schools get involved and, you know, CPS go and remove that kid from that particular environment or it's making things worse? What's your opinion on that? It it varies from case to case. Um, the households that some kids have been placed in are not any better than the household they were just taken from. So right. it's like choosing, you know, between the two devils. Um, some cases it's been helpful. The kids have been placed with a loving relative, which is what they try to do for the most part. But um, it can go either way. It just depends on what households we have available to place them in if they are removed from the home. Mm. And in the case of them remaining in the home, maybe getting the family some type of counseling and or seeing if one of the parents can actually leave the home until they can um, handle their situation better. Because okay. a lot of times these parents, they bring the kids into their arguments, and they want the kids right. to choose sides. Right. That is so unhealthy. So I, I'm going to go to B. Lethal real quick. B. Lethal, I ain't trying to put your business out there, but, you know, isn't that something sort of what your daughter's going through, what you're getting ready to go through a legal process, something, something yes, similar like that with her mother and a, and a boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she she just one of them type of that you know is I guess putting up with it, you know what I mean, and making excuses for being in an abusive relationship, which kind of makes my daughter uh, afraid to leave the house. Like she can stop something from happening, which is going to happen. So she, you know, it's it's. You know, and I and on the other end, I gotta worry about her. I can't worry about them because they adults. Right. But. Right. You know, there's a process I have to go through reporting. You know, anything, and you know, it's uh, it's hard. Right. As a father. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else want to? Documentation. Documents. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, uh, Sheba. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on, uh, GK. Yeah, I was just. Now, I was just telling him, just document anytime he receives a phone call, the time he receives it, anything that his daughter says, just keeping the documentation. Um, right. It's going to be important, too, because they are so big on when such and such happened, how are you aware of this, right. and making sure, you know, sure. that you're keeping those records. Yeah, and I talked to the attorney, you know, it's like, you know, there's certain ways you can do things that they're documented and they can go get it, like from the police call, you know, mm-hmm. and you just have to involve, <laughs> you, know, you got to go, go about it a certain way or 
Okay, I can't go about it the way I want to go about it, but. <laughs> uh, no, honey, that'll get you three to ten. Yeah, so you know, I, I, I'm not gonna put myself in that position, or you know, man, who's gonna help us? You know, who's gonna help my daughter? That's right. You don't want to, you know, like I told you, man. You know, when you go, be careful, cause I don't want. I want to see your life since somebody said, hey, you going to eat that cornbread? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, Lord. Uh, oh, my like you. Not the cornbread. Yeah. GQ, you was going to say something? GQ? Yeah, I, I, I agree with Miss um, Sheba. I do mental health. And... She's right. If they got organs in the in the household, that could cause that child going to mental health mental health stage and do certain things to act out. But um, yeah, they do take them out of the house, either put them with um, some of the care folks until everything is worked out. But it do it do mess with the kids' mind when they go go through that, and they go into a mental state. Some of them go into mental state. So she's right about that. I can back her well, up on that. Yeah. Well, you got some family members that are just as mean as the ones that they got took took them away from. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and open and open mm-hmm. up the door because they see food stamps in the check, temporary mm-hmm. for right. a while. Right. Yeah. And and right. either way it Sad. goes, it can cause it can cause mental damage. Either way it goes, it can cause mental right. damage. If you because, leave, mm-hmm. if you separate, it can cause damage. If you stand for the kids, it can cause damage because these kids are watching. We are the first examples that our children see when they're go. growing up. We are the first examples that they see. We're the first examples mm-hmm. that they follow. So if we're staying together just for the sake of the kids and they're watching us argue, they're watching us be in ships by night, they're watching us fighting and stuff all the time, disagreeing and just, you know, that that plays a role on in, on their mental too. So even, either way it goes, it's like, almost like a no-win situation, but mm-hmm. if you have that communication level with your kids and been able to talk to them, because I mean, I, I sat my kids down and I talked to them when my, my oldest two, when their dad and I separated, and they were very young. They were very young. So I had to wait a little bit. I, can't, I wasn't going to allow my two-year-old and six-month-old watch me and this man doing all this fighting all the time. So mm-hmm. what they see is what they learn. It's because they mm-hmm. see it in front, in front of them. So when you separate, you have to talk to them when they're old enough to at least understand, hey, look, mommy and daddy are going to raise y'all, but we're not going to be together raising y'all. You know, you have to explain it the best way you can and and pray for the best to come out of both situations. But if you stand there solely for them children and them kids are growing up and y'all y'all done stayed together 10, 15, 20 years later and these kids are now grown and they done watched y'all whoop each other ass and with skillets and whatever y'all doing, they learn from that. She says skillets. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they, you're right. I, I mean, I, that you're fighting in front of the kids, so it's teaching them that it's okay to stay in a relationship with all this violence going around in front of your kids. Right. right. I, I want to ask, I want to uh, I want to go to Mr. No Weapon. Mr. No Weapon, uh, you know, you work at a barbershop. Do you hear stories like this through, you know, people coming and going that, you know, years that you've been cutting hair and stuff and dealing with, uh, you know, the public? I hear, I hear those stories, and even... 
greater stories that are worse than that. Um, I, I've, I've heard stories to where a married couple, uh, and this is, I, I'm only going to say the guy said it. I'm pretty sure some women with this same problem, but I, I didn't hear a woman say it, but I'm pretty sure a woman can relate to this that's married or in a relationship with kids. Uh, he said this to me. Uh, he said, he said, I'm with my wife, but I really don't want to be. I said, I said, what makes you not want to be with her? He says, because every time we get ready to be intimate, she bring our 10 year old son and put him in the bed. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's something, that's something uh, personal with her. Maybe he doesn't, uh, maybe he doesn't satisfy or turn her on. Maybe. Or but she needs to say that. She needs to say that though, DJ Sean. She needs to verbalize it. Yeah, that's true. She needs that's to verbalize true. it. She don't. If she don't want him, she needs to let him go. That's that's true. That's true too. Yeah, you know, it's probably, or you know, some some men just don't like seeing the sight of a woman, just like a woman don't like seeing the sight of a man, or even being next to a man. I mean, uh, I've seen that. I've seen that personally with my brother and his crazy ass ex-wife, where. He would just stand close to her, and she would just turn her nose off and and move. And I'd be like, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this damn chick? You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, and I go to my brother, like, bro, what the hell is going on with y'all two? He's like, what do you mean? So what the fuck you think I mean? Why she acting the way she acting? If I see it, I know other family members see it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that's so that's y'all's crazy I, I, marriage and shit. Go ahead. Uh, I, I think. I think people have to, sometimes people feel like they have to, they, they feel like that you have to go through the storm to get to the sunshine. Because if it's sunshine all the time, they think something is wrong. Why can't it be sunshine all the time? Why do it have to be drama before you just say, okay, we made it through the storm? Why does it have to be a storm? And if it's going right, they'll be like, some up, some up. It's just, it's just something about them ain't right. Something about them ain't right. Why can't why can't something about them just be right and everything is cool and the sun is shining and y'all laughing and have a good time? It doesn't always have to be drama. I don't understand why people feel like they have to be in drama to have a great relationship. Now that uh, I can agree with. Uh, that I can uh, agree with. Been there. All right. Hold on. Let me. Uh, Al, you want to add anything, Big Brother? Um, I, I'm I'm with uh, Mr. No Weapon Man. You know, I'm with him. He he's pretty strong on that. Yeah, I I I I, 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 I all this shit tonight, boy. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. on it, man. He's on it. Yeah. Have y'all heard but have y'all really heard though, like like when y'all be in a relationship, you you'll see those people like they are like they addicted to drama. Like 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 if you if you if you a girl or a guy and you actually a great girl or a great guy, somebody somebody that's addicted to drama always try to make you out to be bad. But because yeah. that's what they like. You know, well, that, that's, that's what they like. But, you, but huh? that's a lifestyle. That's a lifestyle that's probably was triggered down either from the mother or aunt or a father or uncle or grandfather or grandmother or something like that. But like I said, someone... And, and that family has to break break that cycle, right? It, you, know, like, you follow what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You, right. Somebody has to break that cycle. So, like, you know, uh, 
like alcoholism, you know, uh, you know, drugs and stuff like that. Somebody has to break the cycle. Somebody has to be strong and break the cycle. Because if you got uh-huh. go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Don't weapon. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Oh, case in case in point. If like like if a relationship is going bad and they know it's going bad, ain't nothing they can do. They'll just constantly try to stay there, stay there, stay there, stay there. And 10, 15 years has passed you by. Well, now you're 50. So, so now you feel like, you know, I'm 50, so I just mind when not being in a relationship. Well, you could have stopped it a long time ago. It's, easy, it's better to stop a car when it first started rolling. Because when that sucker gets to rolling, you better get out of the way. That's right. You know, so, so, you know, a, a small hole can sink a big ship. You don't fix the hole, mm-hmm. it's going to sink that big ship. So you need to fix it whenever you see it or just get out the boat. Because it's going <laughs> to sink if you don't do nothing. That's right. Um, Sheba, anything else you want to add, Miss Sheba, baby? No. No, DJ, I'm good. DJ, let's groove tonight. Anything you want to add or you sleep again? <laughs> no, bro. I'm I'm good, man. No. They um they pretty they pretty much covered everything. Yeah, it's it's um uh be lethal. Any, anything you want to add? You good, Miss Peggy? Y'all good? Everybody good? Yeah, we good. Yeah. Right. I'm good, sir. Yes, sir. It's been a great, great, awesome show. All right, let's do this real quick. Uh, DJ B lethal man, let everybody know where they can follow you at on the social media. Yeah, right here on the Hilltop Radio Show with my man DJ Sean, first of all, and my dysfunctional family. Uh, Facebook, DJ B Lethal. Instagram, it's all DJ B Lethal. And you'll see me. All right, Miss Peggy, talk to us. Let everybody know where they can follow you at. Yes, sir, DJ Sean. You can find me right here on the best show in the whole world, the Hilltop Radio Show with the best family. Find me on Clubhouse, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook as well. Thank you, sir. And shout out to you and the whole family. All right, Mr. No Weapon, let everybody know where to follow you at. Welcome out of the penitentiary. You're home. Got parole. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook State Penitentiary, baby. Anyway, <laughs> um, if you got Instagram, uh, Twitter, all famous TikTok, uh, YouTube, uh, RG, No Weapon, MR, No Weapon. Uh, you can find me right here on Right, Big Brother Al Davis. Yes, you find me on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all it's Al Davis. And you definitely can find me here at on the Hilltop Radio Show with DJ Sean and the Dysfunctional Family. All right, the lovely, the talented, y'all's queen, Queen B. Where can they find you? Yeah. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on, on Facebook, LaVonville, Instagram, LaVon.ville, all lowercase letters on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok at LaVonville919. You can find me right here on the Hilltop Radio Show with DJ Sean and the Dysfunctional Family all day. All, all right. 
the baddest DJ of the Eastern Shore of Virginia, the one and only Mr. Mankini himself, DJ Groove, Mr. at and Talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. It's Groove. It's Groove. Oh, um, yeah. oh you, need, finally, you, uh, need, you need help. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook under Andre. DJ Groove with Phil. Um, that's about it. And here's our radio show with my loving family, my loving dysfunctional family, and DJ Sean Shabadoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shabadoo is good. All right. Motherfucker, motherfucker. All right. And the other lovely, talented, beautiful queen, Sheba Baby. Where can they find you at? <laughs> they can find me on Facebook at Trashiba Harris. On TikTok at Sheba Baby 1976. On Instagram at She Teach 76 on Instagram. And on the Hill Radio Show. Y'all are so bad. Sean, as far as the live stream, live streaming, but um, it's going to be on Miller and Hill's page, Facebook page. They mm-hmm. always um, they post the information on the Facebook page, and I think they also do the live streaming from there as well. But um, you would have to click on Eva Veal, which is my mother's name. Um, and the information should come up as to where you can live stream it or not um, from there. But once they give us the live stream link, I'm going to send it to you, Sean, and um, go from But Everything is going to be on Saturday from 12 until whenever it's, um, it's done and over with. So. Um, okay, um, and also if you guys haven't hit Al up, make sure you guys hit Al up by uh... – by Wednesday, uh, so we can get uh, the uh, flowers and stuff uh, sent. So um, you know, so we can represent 
uh, Queen Bee, the Hilltop Radio Show, and the dysfunctional, crazy-ass family. Of, uh, I truly appreciate y'all. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah. For... Now you're welcome, dear. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But back to Sheba. No, let me stop. Let me stop. (laughs) Don't you do it. (laughs) Sheba. Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm I'm good. I mean, because, you know. We can't can't mess with Queen B. We can mess with Queen B. We we can go back to Sheba. Yeah. <coughs> what y'all not gonna mess with Queen Sheba either. Uh, y'all not gonna mess with her either. What's gonna happen now? Don't make me walk the dog with you. We ain't hanging up on Sean at Toshiba. Leave Sean alone. Leave Toshiba alone. Leave Sheba, baby, alone. Baby, shut up, grown ass man. If he can't make you just get out of the kitchen. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, Queen B. Queen B. Queen B, hold on, Queen I love you, sir. I love you to pieces, Queen B. How the hell I get into this? This is going to be love me to life. Look, I, 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 I love you to death. Like, look, Why gotta be to sign, death? It ain't happening. Well, 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 I, I, love, I, love, I love you to I life. Love you queen. I love you to life, Queen B. But <laughs> okay. it's going to end. Huh? It's going to end. It's going to end. end? You're, it's going to end because Trashima. Tr- 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 <laughs> um, I'm listening. <laughs> he said a girl I'm listening. Say. <laughs> say it with the chest. Hey, listen up, woman. Shut up. I'm talking not seven. Shut up. I got my tidy whitey man keys on. That's it. This is how it's going to work. As 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 the snore for all day of hour and a half. Now you up. Now you up talking shit. Oh yeah, I'm up. I'm up. Damn it, I'm up. Leave me alone. I'm a tidy whitey mankin is on and I'm feeling fresh. Yeah. I wanna see if she put titties. You know what? I'm gonna make you a whole pot. <laughs>
Sheba and is in her control. Want to see her control? I like what I see. Control. Control. Control in the butt of your socks. And for your information, I don't even wear panties. Don't play with me. You don't wear panties. Oh, damn. Cotton or other white. Go ahead and take a picture. I, like I won't share it. I like to see your white socks. Put on your white socks. I can't reach out. What the? Who is? Somebody got to get back. Who is with me? Hey, hey, groove. Hey, groove here. Want to groove? Here, want to see your squat outfit? <laughs> uh-uh. I want to see your hair today. Yarr. Queen B, nobody call you nasty Queen B. 
Yeah, I was called nasty. Go read the inbox. Go read the group. Go check the group. I, I, I yes, get, I was I called nasty. Get, I know you get cold. I want to be your electric blanket. <laughs> Bye. No weapons. Get out my inbox. Bye. Shit. Jesus. She called no weapon. No, damn, no weapon. I'm talking about I'm wrong. Get out my inbox. You said what you said. I said what I said. That's a wrap. That's oh, that. Now you open my inbox right. with that bullshit. Get out my motherfucking right. inbox with that bullshit. Don't make me go there with you. Shut oh, up. Lord okay. of Jesus. Wow. Time to go. Okay, I'm really saying that right now. Time to oh, go. Shit. You want to be Queen professional Queen. and private and come in my inbox and you tell me to swallow your grandkids? Yeah, I said kiss while I twist and, and drown in my kids. I, I said that. that. I didn't tell you that in the inbox. I didn't tell you that in the inbox. Stop lying. You said it in the group. I said, I said, I said, it said the, what you I said, said, said on, in the group. I said it on the public forum because you said what you said talking about kiss you where you piss. So I said what I, I said. I said, I said kiss while I twist and drown in my piss. That's what I said. I can say it, I said it once. I can say it again. But you be on there with this bullshit. You okay. always got something negative to say. You can't say shit. Can't nobody say nothing about a situation without you bringing up women doing this, that, or third. You must hate women like a motherfucker. Maybe you want a dick. Maybe Stay I on my motherfucking inbox. I don't need one. Damn. Mine is big Damn. enough. Mine is big Damn. enough. You ought to know. Uh-oh. 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 Mine is big enough. Uh, Queen B. All right. Queen uh, B. Uh, let's, uh, I love you, family. Oh, damn. Y'all around Miss Peggy away. Bye. Night, Peggy. Bye-bye. <laughs> Heidi Ho. Hey, Sean, hey, Sean did you get your package? Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I said Queen B got hers already. Oh, okay. I don't know. It might be other. I ain't even look. She got hers already. Yeah, yeah, she got hers already. So All right, buddy, and look. Yours. All right, everybody, you guys have a All good right. night. Be blessed. Uh, peace, love, yeah, and hair grease too. and all that other stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're out of here. Yeah, y'all have a good one. Love y'all guys. Good night. All right.